Hello, everybody. I'm Ed Glaze. I'm one of the pastors here. It's good to see all the family of Boone United Methodists gathered here together. I mean, this is great to see us all in one place at one time. And I'm so honored and privileged to be here. This is my very first confirmation class, not only at Boone United Methodist, but in the state of North Carolina. Uh, all of these, in fact, this is where Stoll comes from, was in a different state, a little further south than here. I'll just leave it at that. But it's good to see everybody here. And I, before uh, I start speaking just for a little bit, because I know, folks, um, we've got a lot of good stuff still to do. Um, I want to say thank you, parents, for trusting the souls and spiritual care of your children to this church. So if you're a parent, would you stand up right now, become for a man? Would you all just stand up right now? You could be doing a lot of other things with your kids. There's a lot of activities out there, but you realize that the most important thing that your children have in their lives is Jesus Christ. And so you're ensuring that that gift is theirs. And you know, those of you who are here regularly, I'm uncomfortable up here. I'm usually down, down on the floor, so sorry I'm moving around a little bit. I'm not going to tap dance. Don't worry about that either. <laughs> Another group we need to thank is our mentors and our prayer partners. They have voluntarily given their time Sunday after Sunday after Sunday for a nine-month period of time. So would the prayer partners and mentors for all of our confirmants please stand up right now? Would you all do that? You've invested your lives in the lives of these young people and helped them receive a gift that will be there for eternity. So, so thank you for that. Of course, we come to give thanks to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who enables us all to be here, enables us to receive uh, this gift. But Jesus uses his servants. And so this process would not be possible, as you heard Bryce say, without Colette and Dan Kronz. They have been impacting the lives of children for many, many years. I've seen behind the scenes, they've been copying, they've been preparing, been writing countless emails, trying to keep all of us straight, the pastoral staff straight. I mean, the parents get this, right? But, the, you know, the pastors, we need a lot, of, a lot of help. They've prepared meals, they've gone on retreats, and they have made all of this possible. God has used you both so mightily. So stand up and let's offer them some love. I was a couple minutes standing, oh, Colette. You know, we, we do recognize them officially upon her retirement on the 22nd. So I hope all of y'all come out and recognize uh, their ministry together. They're not leaving. They'll be involved still, but in a, in a different role. So thank you both. It's been a blessing for me to serve with you these months that I've been here, Colette. 
Well, what is it that you all, these confirmands up here, are saying yes to? What, what, what is it that you say yes to today? I would argue that you are saying yes to a truth that's as old as time itself. For in the book of Genesis, the first chapter on the sixth day, God said this about these people that he made, said, let us create them in our image. In our image, let us create them. In other words, God is saying that you human beings are my children. For when you say someone's in the image of someone else, you're saying, well, you know, they're my child. We've all heard it said that he's a spitting image of his daddy. Y'all have heard that. She's as beautiful. She has those dimples of her mama. You know, that's, that's the image of a, of a child of their parent. One time my sister-in-law was coming down the stairs and she was just laughing her head off because my papa, my dad, and my brothers were all sitting around the table and she just laughed and laughed and laughed and said, what are you laughing at? She said, I could see from above all of y'all's cow licks. <laughs> now mine has disappeared somehow, but we are all related because we were in the image of our ancestors. Well, that's what we are as human beings. We have the DNA of our creator in us. Every human has that. As you heard in the video, we are all uniquely created by God, but we are all united by this birth, this inheritance that we get from God. The problem is we humans, well, we tend to forget, don't we? We've let our sinfulness We've let our rebellion, we've let our out-and-out neglect help us and keep us from remembering this truth that there is about ourselves. We're children of God. So God sent Jesus into the world to show us what it means to be a child of God, living a perfect life. And through his life, death, and resurrection, we have this invitation to except for ourselves, this claim that God has for each and every one of us. It's as if Jesus was a messenger from God with a certificate of adoption, sealed with his blood. And what we are to do is accept those adoption papers. As John writes, To all who would receive him, all who would believe in his name, he gives the power to be children of God. Or as he writes in his letter in 1 John, through God's love, we are his children as we already are, implying the fact that what Jesus has done is opening us up to a truth, a reality of our true identity, children of God, all of us. And as Paul writes in Romans, therefore, then we are heirs with Jesus to all of his riches in glory. Those of us who claim this birthright as children of God, we have God's very presence, our heavenly father's presence, leading us, guiding us, directing us, and we have this hope of eternal glory. As we say, yes, I'm a child of God. Now, let me just say this. Compromands. It's so easy to forget this. 
It's so easy to forget that you're a child of God. That's why when on a special day in the life of the children of Israel, just like your all's lives, they, they were saying yes to this promised land that God had given them. They were saying, yeah, we're about to go in this promised land. And look what Moses said to him. Beware that you forget that you're, a ch- you're children of God. Beware that you forget the Lord your God. Because it's going to be so easy, y'all. It's going to be so easy to forget. There are going to be things, good things, Moses talks about. You know, you're going to have your land, you're going to have crops, you're going to increase in wealth that keep you from remembering because you focus in on them. There are going to be things, compromands, that come into your life. Some very good things. Activities, sports, taking part in things at school, out in the world, focusing on career, making money, being successful. But yet, they can rob your focus, rob your life, rob your soul. That's why what today is, is not an ending, but it's a beginning of a journey. A journey that you've learned about during this year. A journey where you pray, you journal, you read, you study, you explore the scriptures, you do good works in Jesus' name, and you gather with others that help you remember who you are. Now, you all have a stole that you're wearing or you will wear, and you have names of people that help you along this journey of faith. And I have a stole like that too. Of course, as some people know and love me, know that I can't find that right now. That has those names of those people. But I got a different stole on. It says, child of God. And we need people like that, whoever's on your stole. I still think about my youth counselor, Ben. I think about my dear friend, Paulette. I think about my dear wife who keeps me on the straight and narrow. Think about friends back in Alabama, Jack and Ken and Sam and others. They help me remember who I am because it's so easy to forget. Those of you who heard me preach enough know that I was influenced a lot by, at the time uh, that he was alive, was one of the best uh, homileticians in the world, Fred Craddock. I was so blessed to have him as an instructor. And Fred tells a story when he was going through uh, t- East Tennessee and he was at a restaurant, one of those country restaurants, he, he liked to eat where, where local folks ate. And he was there with his family and his family was, was gathered uh, at the table and there was this well-dressed gentleman that was walking around from table to table, kind of like a maitre d' or, or the owner. And, and he would sit and have conversations with people. He'd sit down at, at, at the table with people and start talking. And, and Fred whispered to his wife, I sure hope he didn't stop here. Well, naturally he did. And he said, hey, I, I don't recognize y'all. You're new to town? I said, well, we're just passing through. He said, oh, where are you coming from? He, and at the time, Fred lived in Oklahoma. He said, we're coming from Oklahoma. He said, Oklahoma, what, what do you do in Oklahoma? And Fred said, I'm a homiletician instructor. And this man was smart enough to know, oh, you're a preacher teacher, huh? I've got a story for you. So the man grabbed a chair, slid it under the table, and started to talk. He said, you know, uh, in this small East Tennessee town, 
there is a boy that was born out of wedlock. And back in that day, if you were a child that didn't know who his father was, well, you're looked down upon. People didn't accept you. They made fun of you. They taunted you. You weren't welcome in a lot of places. Well, this boy, feeling bad about himself, feeling low, feeling like no one accepted him or cared for him, heard about the new Methodist preacher in town. And he heard that this preacher preached love and acceptance. So he lived just a few blocks from the church, so he wandered down to that church and he sat in the very back pew, which for a lot of churches, that's a hard seat to get, right? But he got to, he got to sit in the, in the very back pew. And he listened and be spellbound by this preacher. But he didn't want anyone to know he was there. And he wanted anyone to talk to him. And so he'd slip out really quickly from the service because he didn't want anyone to judge him, you see. But one Sunday, the story goes that this little boy... Well, he got hung up talking to somebody or he's late or the preacher's incredibly quick getting back there. And the preacher met him at the back door of the church. And the boy's trying to slink away and the preacher grabbed him and said, Hey, hey, whose boy are are you? Who's your dad? And the boy said, Not even here. Am I being judged? But before that thought entered his mind, the preacher said, oh, I know whose child you are. And he lifted the boy's head. He said, you're a child of God. I see the family resemblance. And then he put his arm around the boy, pointed out into the world and said, go out and claim your inheritance. The man looked at the spellbound homiletics instructor. The man said, that's quite a story, isn't it? Fred said, yeah. This well-dressed, prominent man said, that boy was me. Confirmands, you are children of God. Each and every one of you. I see the family resemblance in all y'all. Go out and claim your inheritance. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.